One thing which we have not been able to convey about antimicrobials is that it is a natural resource. Just like your food air, and air and water, we are very worried about the quality of air and the quality of water. Similarly, we need to worry that antimicrobials is not a resource which is unending. You're listening to the Public Health Insight Podcast, your go-to space for all things public health and global health. From the Sustainable Development Goals to the Social Determinants of Health, as well as interesting dialogues about the diverse career opportunities that exist in these fields. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify so other people like you can benefit from our content. Before we move on, it is important to note that the views expressed in this podcast are our own and do not necessarily represent any of the agencies or organizations we work for or are affiliated with. In late 2021, Public Health Insight hosted the One Health Connect event. This event served as a platform to highlight the importance of transdisciplinary approaches to address present and future challenges that threaten animal, human, and environmental health. One of our esteemed guests who was featured in this event is a pioneering figure in the field of public health and a distinguished representative from the Indian Council of Medical Research. Dr. Kamani Walia joins us to unravel the complexities surrounding antimicrobial resistance, AMR, and its far-reaching implications. In this episode, Dr. Walia provides a comprehensive overview of the Indian experience with AMR, shedding light on initiatives undertaken by her organization and herself over the past two decades. Addressing the pressing nature of AMR in today's world, she highlights its pivotal role in infectious disease management and the profound impact it has on global health. Dr. Walia underscores the urgent need for a One Health approach, emphasizing the interconnectedness between human health, animal welfare, and the environment in combating AMR effectively. Let's hear more. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for introducing me and a very generous introduction. I'm grateful to share the Indian experience on antimicrobial resistance and all the initiatives that have been taken in my country by my organization and by myself. So Dr. Dean gave an excellent overview and set a stage for further discussions on antimicrobial resistance, which is one of the very important topics for which One Health actually got prominence in last few years. There were two major public health challenges because of which One Health came into a lot of prominence although it has, has been important for many, many years. One was the viral outbreaks, which many of them we have experienced and we are currently in the middle of a pandemic. And the other most important aspect, which has been around for a very long time, yet it did not receive much attention and was neglected all this while, that is antimicrobial resistance. So why is it so important right now? I have been working in this space for almost 20 years. I have worked with HIV AIDS programs. I have worked with diarrheal diseases. I have worked with different kinds of health technologies during my work in Bath. Most of it has been around infectious diseases. However, the nature and the uh, way uh, infectious diseases have transformed in all these years and the zoonotic infections, antimicrobial resistance have become so important and most of the time, we are only dealing with the human and the clinical aspect of uh, zoonotic infections or antimicrobial resistance. 
while that is just a tip of an iceberg and we never get to see the full iceberg. That's why there's an urgent need to focus on animal, human and the ecosystem interfaces so that we are able to launch an informed response. So I come from the Indian Council of Medical Research, which is an apex body for formulation, coordination and promotion of biomedical research under the Ministry of Health and Family Welfare in India. ICMR is a 100-year-old organization, supports the basic epidemiological and operational research in the areas of national public health importance and provides evidence to facilitate policy formulation, whether it is through drug trials, vaccine trials, trials for introduction of new diagnostics, providing guidelines, doing outbreak investigations, and the latest one, ICMR has been at the forefront of COVID-19 management in India. So why should we be talking about antimicrobials? Antimicrobials is a very broad group of drugs, which includes antibiotics, antifungals, antivirals. And actually, if you see, it is a foundation of modern medicine. However, uh, when the microorganisms evolve and they are able to resist death by the antimicrobials, that is why when we say that a particular microorganism has developed antimicrobial resistance. This is a direct consequence of excessive use of antimicrobials. And what is unfortunate is that it is compromising the gains that we made globally towards the control of infectious diseases. All the diseases, malaria, tuberculosis, are actually bearing the brunt of development of drug-resistant infections. And we are not able to treat the patients develop the MDR or XDR pathogens diseases. Besides that, it necessitates that uh, we uh, curb the trend of increasing antimicrobial use, and this requires one health approach. This is more important in uh, today's time because COVID has seen a lot of antimicrobial use, excessive antimicrobial use in, across uh, the community, across the hospitals. And in a, a couple of years' time, the fear is that we may be running out of the existing antimicrobials. The antimicrobial resistance affects the achievement of sustainable development goals as well. And the good health and the well-being is one of the most important goals that we will be missing if we do not address antimicrobial resistance. So ICMR is working on different aspects towards containment of antimicrobial resistance. And one of the most important is generation of reliable evidence, improving the diagnostic and the antibiotic stewardship, improving the infection control, understanding mechanisms of resistance, and basically trying to integrate the containment strategy using the One Health platform, and at the same time supporting the basic and the clinical research. We work with different partners globally. Now, what we are addressing at Indian Council of Medical Research is only one aspect of AMR, that is the human and the clinical aspect. The fact remains that only 30% of the antibiotics are used in the humans, while 70% of antibiotics are used in livestock, fisheries, and poultry. In the last uh, few years, there has been increase in 36% increase in the antibiotic use in the humans and almost 60 to 70% increase in case of the animals. A lot of antibiotics which is used in animals also, and the fisheries also flows into the aquaculture. It flows into, it is excreted through urine and feces. And uh, as a result, even the environment is full of a sublethal concentration of antimicrobials, 
which lead to development of drug-resistant pathogens. Why are antimicrobials used in the livestock or in the animal sector? They are actually used in the most of it is used also in the low middle income countries where the sanitation and hygiene is compromised and antimicrobials are used to compensate for that. They are also used as growth promoters. But the fact remains that in US, 75% of the antibiotic use is in animals. Similarly, in very developed countries of European Union also, 70% of the antibiotics are used in the animals. In 2030, it is estimated that it will increase by 82% in India, 59% in China, 41% in Brazil, and 22% in the US. Reason being that the affordability has gone up in the low-middle-income countries. People are spending more on food, and the demand of animal protein has gone up in last few years, especially post-COVID, when everyone is worried about nutrition and their well-being. So, through this, you can see that there has been a phenomenal increase, almost double the consumption in India and China and other countries, which are low-middle-income countries, while the increase is not that much in the upper-middle-income countries. So, what happens when there is an excessive antimicrobial use in the poultry, the livestock, and the fisheries? that these enter the food chain and, and they reach humans. At the same time, because of the use of high concentration of antibiotics, all these food products also sometimes carry pathogens which carry the antibiotic-resistant genes, which are then subsequently transferred to humans. Now, resistant bacteria have been detected in everything, bovine, chicken, the fish, and the related food products, pigs, horses, donkeys. Different kind of pathogens, for example, corns, uh, staphylococci, E. coli, staph aureus, then campylobacter, salmonella, all these are transmitted through food products to humans. There has been enough evidence for that. Now, this is the pathway, how it goes, how the, everything, the agriculture, environment, food processing industry, and the humans are interconnected. There are antibiotic resistance genes, there are antibiotic resistance bacteria, and they just move from, for example, an antibiotic given in a livestock, it is excreted in the feces and the urine of the animal, it goes into the soil, from the soil it uh, leaches into the water bodies, and from the water bodies it also enters humans. So this is how this whole thing is intertwined. Antimicrobial resistance hence cannot be addressed in isolation and needs a one health approach so that there can be a holistic containment. In India, we have been taking few steps, especially we have been able to establish a whole genome sequencing based uh, surveillance. We have been undertaking efforts for capacity building of veterinary labs. India has done uh, well on the regulation side. We have been able to ban colistin, which was used a lot as a growth promoter. Now it is banned to use that in India. There is now a mandatory withdrawal period for use of antibiotics in food producing animals. We have been able to specify the limits of antibiotics and um, other pharmacologically active substances in seafood. Then there is restricted antibiotic use in uh, aquatic animals for export. And uh, we are monitoring the antibiotic residues in eggs, honey, milk, and poultry. So the impact of AMR is inadequately recognized by stakeholders, and there is thus minimal effort to understand and to contain it.
addressing amr is a huge challenge looking at the kind of ecosystems which are involved and how the antibiotic resistant bacteria travel between these ecosystems we need a very holistic and a comprehensive approach for that we need unequivocal political leadership and commitment strong policy and regulatory frameworks and adequate human and other resources so that these policy and regulations are enforced well hence what we can do is generate evidence which influences policy makers identify the links and contribution of amr with sdgs especially post covid and present it to the policy makers research on good policy practices basically any case studies or country examples which have been able to mitigate the threat of amr by reducing the use of antimicrobials in agriculture system and environment they should be showcased and the most important is raising the awareness and communicate the importance of one health approach in addressing amr one thing which we have not been able to convey about antimicrobials is that it is a natural resource just like your food air, and air and water we are very worried about the quality of air and the quality of water similarly we need to worry that antimicrobials is not a resource which is unending we are almost at the fag end of all the antimicrobials which have been discovered in the past there are very few antimicrobials which are in the pipeline which might see a market in next uh, few years so till then we need to judiciously use what we have wherever we are using we need to use it in a targeted and a very specific way so the idea is to generate more evidence have more inter engagement and intersectoral collaborations and educate all the stakeholders communities everyone so that we are able to progress towards an efficient containment of antimicrobial resistance thank you thank you for listening to the public health insight podcast your go to space for informative conversations inspiring community action if you enjoy our podcast be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating on apple podcasts or spotify see you in the next one